Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Peliconis and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone. We've got uh, several headlines for today's Peliconis news. Normally I find about a dozen or so and try to get them down to about six or eight. But today I originally found almost 30 headlines that are all incredible. Considering this, the fact that it is the new year and that today marks the one year anniversary of Peliconis news, I got the news down to a quick 10 and I'm just gonna read off some of the more amazing headlines. I promise to bring it back to a half dozen or so next time. But for today, I have categorized these into divestment, technology, rewilding, and protected areas. These stories are truly wild and also reminders to me that conservation success comes in all forms. All right. The first category of divestment, the first headline, the first story is from CNN.com. The Rockefeller Foundation, a $5 billion foundation literally founded on oil money, is saying goodbye to fossil fuels. The Rockefeller Foundation, a 107-year-old philanthropy built by oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller, is breaking up with fossil fuels in an effort to save the planet. Beyond pledging to dump its fossil fuel holdings, the $5 billion endowment is also promising not to make any new investments in the beleaguered sector. The moves make the Rockefeller Foundation the largest U.S. foundation to embrace the rapidly growing divestment movement. Burning fossil fuels is not necessary to sustain our economy and economic growth over the long run, and it is detrimental to our climate future. Uh, Rajiv Shah, the president of the Rockefeller Foundation, told CNN Business in an exclusive interview. The endowment was largely built from the proceeds of Standard Oil, a company that at its peak controlled more than 90% of petroleum products in the United States. The second one is out of TheGuardian.com. Lloyd's market to quit fossil fuel insurance by 2030. Lloyd's, the world's biggest insurance market, has bowed to pressure from environmental campaigners and set a market-wide policy to stop new insurance cover for coal, oil sands, and Arctic energy projects by, tw- by January 2022 and to pull out of business altogether by 2030. In its first environmental, social, and governance report, Lloyd's, which has been criticized for being slow to exit fossil fuel underwriting and investment, said the 90 insurance syndicates that make up the market would phase out all existing insurance policies for fossil fuel projects in 10 years' time. Both of those are astounding, and I can't even believe that they're happening. 
Second category here. This one is in technology. Both of these are out of UC Berkeley, which is great. Uh, first one is reported in phys.org. A new nanomaterial helps obtain hydrogen from a liquid energy carrier in a key step toward a stable and clean fuel source. All right, this one's a little technical, but we're gonna go with it. Hydrogen is a sustainable source of clean energy that avoids toxic emissions and can add value to multiple sectors in the economy, including transportation, power generation, metals manufacturing, among others. But traditional means of storing and transportation are expensive and susceptible to contamination. As a result, researchers are searching for alternative techniques that are reliable, low cost, and simple. Now, as reported in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, researchers have designed and synthesized an effective material for speeding up one of the limiting steps in extracting hydrogen from alcohols. The material, a catalyst, is made from tiny clusters of nickel metal anchored on a 2D substrate. The team led by researchers at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory uh, Berkeley's lab for molecular foundry found that the catalyst could cleanly and efficiently accelerate the reaction that removes hydrogen atoms from a liquid chemical carrier. The material is robust and made from earth-abundant metals rather than existing options made from precious metals and will help make hydrogen a viable energy source for a wide range of applications. More efficient hydrogen delivery systems would benefit many applications such as stationary power, portable power, and mobile vehicle industries. This next one is from sciencedaily.com. A new catalytic process turns plastic bags into adhesives. While many cities in eight states have banned single-use plastics, bags, and other polyethylene packaging, still clog landfills and pollute rivers and oceans. One major problem with recycling polyethylene, which makes up one-third of all plastic production worldwide, is economic. There is little to no incentive to reuse the waste. A new chemical process developed at University of California, Berkeley, converts polyethylene plastic into a strong and more valuable adhesive and can change that calculus. The vision is that you would take a plastic bag that is of no value and instead of throwing it away where it ends up in a landfill, you would turn it into something of high value, said John Hartwig, the Henry Rappaport Chair in Organic Chemistry at UC Berkeley and leader of the research team. I am looking forward to seeing both of those things progress in the future. These next two categories are both my favorite though. Uh, this next one is rewilding. Uh, this is out of treehugger.com. In a rare event, 90,000 turtles hatch on a beach in Brazil. Tens of thousands of turtle hatchlings emerge from a sandy beach in Brazil in a rare event that occurs in only a few places worldwide. The giant South American river turtle hatchlings, Podosimnus expansa, I think, were born in a protected area on the Purus River, which is a tributary of the Amazon. Wildlife Conservation Society, WCS, conservationists monitored the adult females and their nests at the Abu Fari Biological Reserve for months before the hatching occurred. 
The hatching period is always a phase of great anticipation. It is the end result of an entire conservation effort by so many. Camilla Ferrara, aquatic turtle specialist for WCS Brazil, tells Treehugger. We start before the nesting period, about three to four months before. They weren't disappointed as about 71,000 hatchlings emerged on the first day, followed by about 21,000 a few days later. All right, out of fox13memphis.com, Zoo Knoxville welcomes endangered baby mountain zebra for the holidays. Zoo Knoxville announced in a news release that a rare mountain zebra foal is the first mountain zebra to be born at the zoo. The foal, part of an endangered species, was born and is nursing and healthy. The foal's gender is yet to be determined, as zoo staff members are giving the zebra mom and the baby time to bond. Zoo Knoxville is one of only 18 zoos nationwide whose staff work with this species, which is native to Southwest Africa. From businessstandard.com, a new population of blue whales is discovered in the Western Indian Ocean. Scientists have found evidence of a previously undiscovered population of blue whales living in the Western Indian Ocean based on an analysis of sound recordings from the region, an advance which sheds light on the global distribution of the largest animals to have ever lived on the Earth. From spokesman.com, I know we're going through these pretty quick, but um, there's a lot of great information here. All right, spokesman.com. For the first time in more than 80 years, salmon are spawning in the upper Columbian River. For the first time in more than a generation, Chinook salmon have spawned in the upper Columbia River system. Colville tribal biologists counted 36 reds, which are a gravelly nest in which female salmon lay their eggs, along an eight-mile stretch of the Sandpole River, a tributary of the Columbia, in September. I was shocked at first, then I was just overcome with complete joy, said Crystal Comment, a Colville tribal member from the Arrow Lakes and Sandpole bands. I don't know that I have the right words to even explain the happiness and the healing. The news is a step toward full reintroduction of the migratory fish and another watershed cultural moment for the region's tribes. Since the Chief Joseph and Grand Coulee dams were built in the 1950s and 1930s respectively, salmon have been blocked from returning to spawning beds in the upper Columbian River. This last category is uh, protected areas. SanAntonio.CultureMap.com is reporting that the nation's largest land bridge for people and wildlife opens in San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas opens the nation's largest land bridge for people and wildlife. The Robert L. B. Tobin Land Bridge was opened, offering a safe passageway for animals and humans between two sections of the Phil Hardberger park in the city of San Antonio. Land bridges are increasingly becoming popular. Um, I only know of in the United States, I'm sure other places as well, um, as a way to reduce uh, roadkill and just migratory patterns of uh, certain species. So this is neat to see that this trend is taking off even more. Last one. Bloomberg.com is reporting that Ivory Coast creates wildlife sanctuary to protect turtles and sharks. Ivory Coast opened its first protected marine area to protect sharks and turtles from overfishing near the western African country's coastline. 
the marine conservation area as part of an effort to bring Ivory Coast's marine conservation efforts in line with the United Nations targets, the government said. The area is home to seabed animals, coral reefs, and tropical fish, and is an important nesting and foraging ground for turtles, including the vulnerable leatherback. The area will also undoubtedly boost local tourism, creating jobs for the benefit of the community, the Environment Ministry said in a statement last week. It is the first of five marine protected areas that Ivory Coast has pledged to create in its Atlantic waters. Uh, the UN is pushing governments to collectively set aside 30% of the planet's land and sea areas for conservation when they meet next year in China to negotiate a new global wildlife pact. I love all of those things and I can't wait to see how they all um, go forward. All right, I'm just going to kind of rapidly read off some of these other ones because I, I, I feel like we just got to know about them. All right, so, uh, soy moratorium averted a New Jersey-sized loss of Amazon. <laughs> Wind farms in Great Britain break record for clean power generation. The state Supreme Court blocks a proposed gold mine near Yellowstone. The mayor of Freetown, Sierra Leone, is on a mission to plant a million trees in two years. A new Princeton study says that the U.S. can go carbon neutral by 2050. Plastic cleanup brings crocodiles back to an Indian river. Ooh, I love this one. Scientists left speechless after opening asteroid samples containing seemingly organic matter. I cannot wait to hear how that one goes. Uh, the IUCN World Conservation Congress in Marseille rescheduled to September 2021. Lawmakers in the U.S., U.K., and Japan call for international agreement to prohibit eating of dogs. China, in nudge to U.S., makes a new promise to tackle global warming. Japan aims to be the world's number three offshore wind power producer by 2040. And uh, President-elect Biden has chosen three incredible people. Uh... North Carolina regulator Michael Regan to lead the EPA, Deb Holland as Interior Secretary, I hope I said her, her name right, and Brenda Mallory to run the White House Environment Office. <laughs> I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to the beginning of your 2021, and I look forward to sharing more in the future. Thanks. Thanks.